0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Ga- I am Gaz Cable. <laughs> oh no, I might be having a stroke. I am Kaz Gable, actually, and Who I'm Alex <laughs> I think. Okay,
1: good. Maybe, I, maybe I'm Calix Uzi or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Calix Uzi. That's an epic name. <laughs> Uh, um, And, uh, yes, welcome to the show, uh, where it's already off the rails, but we're going to pull it together here. Uh, Today we are going to go stand in front of some elevators and (laughs) maybe get our brains back together, full functioning, in the game in front of elevators. This is a game that came out in 2019. It is a 2-4 to player game designed by Saashi and artist Takako Takarai. Takarai. Takare? Takare? I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, they yeah. are a husband and wife design and art team. They have uh, many other games under Sashi and Sashi, who also published this game. <clears throat> and uh, you can tell their games, they have a the very distinctive art style that kind of flows across their games. And um, they seem to choose really interesting, almost inexplicable themes for the game. for games this one is straight up just a bunch of people a bunch of families standing in front of elevators trying to jockey for the best position uh, to get on that elevator and somehow it's worth points but it all makes sense once you're playing (laughs) let's talk more about how the game actually plays and then we can get into more of the details of uh of the game itself oh i should say actually before we do that uh the game takes about 20 40 minutes this is a fairly this is a Fairly quick game. It's light-ish. BGG has it rated at 1.44. I'd say that's about right. It's pretty pretty accessible and easy to get into. Okay. How do we play it? Okay. Uh, In this game, there's going
1: to be a bunch of deck of cards. Uh, Depending on how many people you're having play, some things get divided up a little bit differently. Uh, Each player also gets a little uh, handy rules reference sheet uh it is language independent uh it goes mostly by visuals and then there are going to be three elevators the the Titular namesake of this game, the elevators that you are waiting to get on. Uh, the goal is to get as many of your family members in the best positions on the elevator uh, to score the most points, and also possibly to get people to go to cafes as well. You score points for that as well. Uh, what's going to happen is uh, in a two-player or four-player game, you're going to be using all five of the different family deck colors. Uh, in a three-player game, you're actually going to take one of the family uh, deck colors out. Uh, <clears throat> each each deck color represents a family, uh, and each family has seven different family members in it. A girl, a boy, a mother, a father, a grandmother, a grandpa, and a lost child. Although, now that I think about it, having a lost child in your family, <laughs> seems a bit disturbing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Hello, have you met you my, son, lost? my son, my daughter, and my lost child? Oh,
0: I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but it's, uh, somewhere somewhere there. To me. I feel like it's named after a state. Virginia? Georgia? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, uh,
1: anyway. Uh, in a tile. Ga- that's it that's it <laughs> in a two-player game uh, each person is going to actually have two of these families as their own to to, to label themselves as uh, in a, any other game each player is just one color of family. Uh, the game starts out by essentially shuffling your own family's colors uh, and you will take, If you have one family color, then you'll take two of that family color. Uh, And if you have a two-player game, you'll take one of each randomly from each color. Uh, All the remaining cards, including that one extra family that no one has, uh, gets all shuffled together. Uh, And then what's going to happen is you're going to flip one over in front of one of each of the three different elevators that there are. Uh, And then the remaining cards get kind of put behind the elevators as three different drawbacks. piles. Uh, the interesting thing about these cards is the backs of them indicate what family color they are, but not what family member uh, and the family member on the front will indicate how you will should be able to play that card. On your turn, you'll take one of oh yeah, uh, one of your two cards, I, I didn't skip that part, I actually included it. <clears throat> you'll take one of your two cards that you have in play, you will play it. In one of the elevator queues that is happening, uh, and then you will draw a card from one of the three draw card piles. Uh, It does not need to match your family, it can be someone of the other team's family or one of the families that no one owns, but it can be yours, it's your choice strategically how you want to play it. Uh, When you play your family member into one of the queues, uh, it will sometimes just stick, stay at the end, nothing might happen, it may jump in front of some other family members, or it may cause some family members to jump out, and that all is based on what you played in there and what was in the queue at the time. Uh, The basic rules are, and it kind of works in a kind of a cyclical fashion, is depending what type of person you put into the queue. It may jump in front of the uh, fa- the other family member type that will, uh, cause it to happen. That's very ambiguous. There. Basically, uh, if you play, say, for example, a girl, it will jump in front of the furthest ahead in the queue, boy, in that queue. Again, there's three different queues. You will only pay attention to the queue that you're playing into. Uh, if you play a boy, he'll jump in front of the furthest ahead, uh, mother, mother in front of father, father in front of grand grandmother, grandmother in front of grandfather, and grandfather in front of girl. So it kind of uh, loops around on itself. So basically, if you have a cue That has five things in it already, and you played a girl. You would look and start from starting from the front, find the first boy that's available, and you will place you will kind of split open the queue and place the girl in front of there. Uh, If there are no boys, then it just goes at the end of the queue. Uh, And then there's another special thing is if when you play that family member uh, type in the queue and there are three two others of that type when you play it, so thus adding the third of that type, you'll cause all three of them to go to the cafe. Uh, they kind of go, hey, we, we're all about the same age and sex. Uh, let's go to this cafe or something. Uh, basically, you and you're going to take those three out of the queue. The queue gets a little bit smaller, but you will keep that, that little packet of three uh, together with you. You're going to score points for that at the end of the game. Uh, I, there is one family member that I left out, that lost girl, of course. Why wouldn't I leave her out? Uh, she does something a little bit different than the other types of family members. When you add her to the queue, uh, you will look and find the furthest ahead of that family. It doesn't matter about the type. Uh, so if you, say, play the yellow lost girl at the end of the queue, you will go down the line and the first yellow card there is she will steal them and bring them back to the end of her line she's a lost girl she needs help she needs someone's help that is familiar to her no stranger danger Uh, so she will pull someone back in her own family back behind her Uh, so that's that's what the lost girl does the lost girl also follows the uh, cafe rule so if she's the third lost girl in there you will uh, group pull them out for some reason lost girls apparently like to group together as well They decide to form their own band, the Lost Girls. I would love to hear their music. Uh, (laughs) uh, But that is pretty much all the rules. We keep going around and around playing cards, shifting the cues around. Uh, What you're trying to do strategically is get all of your family members into certain positions because each of the elevators has their own scoring abilities. Uh, So... uh, Each and it changes for rounds because you're going to be playing a total of three rounds in this game, uh, is that each elevator door basically indicates uh, two things. It will indicate what positions will score points. So it may say, oh, the first position scores two, the next position scores two, the third in line scores three, and the next one after that scores four. Uh, They usually work such that the closer to the end in in who can fit in an elevator scores more because, as the rules put it, Last one in is first one out, so that's the best position to be in. Uh, if anything past that does not score points, so you want to be within that close to the elevator, but not super close. You want to be just to the outside of, of getting pushed out of the elevator just to score the uh, the X. Ex- extra good points uh, and then each of the three different elevators scores for different family members as a doubling bonus so one of the elevators will we'll score for the the boy and the girl another one will score for and i don't have it in front of me but i think it's something like the the grandfather and the father and then the other one will score for the mother and uh grandmother so if you happen to have say a grandmother going on to the grandmother elevator, uh, I don't know why it's the grandmother elevator, but if she happens to be in a scoring position, she will not just score the points that are listed, she will score double the points that are listed. So the whole game you're trying to figure out, all right, how can I get this family member onto this elevator in this right position? And that is the goal of the game. It continues to go around until all of those draw piles are emptied and everyone is down to one card so that they cannot draw another card. Uh, once that happens, the round ends Uh, And you will basically score each elevator. They give you a little score pad to score all these things on. And you will repeat the process for two more rounds. Uh, Each of the elevators will then switch over. They changed what each things are worth, but it's basically the same things just with different numbers and how many positions there are. But the doubling bonuses still exist. Uh, After a total of three rounds, whoever scores the most points in, in total of all three of those rounds wins the game. And that is how to play in front of the elevators.
0: There you go. Yeah. A simple little game that has, I don't know, I find this game very addictive. I really, really like this game. (laughs) As soon as we played it, I frantically tried to find it for sale. I could only find it in one spot, uh, the BGG store, and uh, you can still pick it up there, I believe. But it's one of those Japanese imports that isn't widely available, or at least the window where it was, I missed and so um, it's still around. It's it's still you can find it. Like I said, only one place that I know of. But um, but anyway, it, you can also play it on like tabletop simulator or, eh, as well if you have that. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, I really like this game. This was such a great suggestion. I I uh, I don't know what it is about this, but I just really this is like right in the middle of my wheelhouse, <laughs> solidly in the type of game that I really like. Since we've played it initially. Uh, I have received the game and I played it with a couple different people here I played it with my wife and a friend uh, we played it at two players and three players and um yeah I just i continue to still really enjoy this game <laughs> I really liked it <laughs> so what is your experience with in front of elevators and uh, what's your take on it
1: Uh, this was a purchase where I'm just like, you know, I, I'd seen it on the website a number of times and I think it just got to a point where like, yeah, let's just be bold. Let's try something that I have no idea how it plays. I'm sure it's the art style kind of drew me in. I like, I like the, the very minimalist art style going on. Uh, and I just like, you know, it's, it's looks so kitschy. It's probably got to be. Be worth something, And I, th- I think it totally is. I've played mostly uh, two-player games. I've played a few four-player games. Uh, I don't think I've actually ever played a three-player game. Uh, but uh, yeah, it works really well. A two-player game is just as good as the four-player game. The four-player game, it's a little bit more, I guess... I, it, in a word, random. It's not completely random. It's just, it's harder to peg things down. Uh, You can't kind of be like, ooh, well, they probably might have something like that. So there's three other people you have to get past after you've placed yours to see what's going to happen. So something could go seriously wrong. It's harder to get your your dude or dudette in the right position at the right (laughs) time in those four-player games. But it's totally worth it because a lot of it's just like, okay, if I do that, I'm going to mess them up, but they're already doing horrible. I don't need to mess them up. I need to mess them up because they're doing really, they've got like four different family members in all the right positions in the queues. How can I screw them up with this card? And so it's, it's really just trying to go, all right, this is the person we're vying for now. Uh, oh, now everyone's vying for me. Or it's just like, why are you messing with me? I've got nothing going on. This is the only <laughs> points I had. What is wrong with you? Uh, but a, a lot of the, the, ideas and mechanics and strategy of the game kind of stay the same Uh, it's just kind of that forethought of how far you can look into it and i like the oh gosh i really want to play this card but i can't play it now i have to play it later it's it's knowing when to do play cards at the right time because timing is super important if you play if you're really hoping oh i'm gonna get this grandmother score now i got it in the right position it might not stay there for that long because if it's in the grandmother elevator, chances are more grandmothers are going to get played there and then it's just going to get sucked out because it's going to go to the cafe. And so you're like, I got to wait until more grandmothers get played to know where maybe I should play this grandmother because it'd be great to put it on the right elevator, but I'd rather it score points than have it risk not scoring any points at all. And so the timing of this game is I think the most interesting thing to me because... Early game, it's just like, well, I think I want to draw cards that aren't my cards, because then I can just get those out there, and hopefully they can get zonked out later, and then I'll draw my cards later, but sometimes the decks don't work that way, or sometimes the other (laughs) player you're playing against has the same exact strategy, or the complete opposite strategy, and it's a really nice interplay. I think the, the mix of the figuring out how to time your strategies right and the knowing what decks to draw from is just a really interesting thing that I don't see too often in a, a, such a simple uh, card game like this. I mean, like, Dominion does have that, okay, when do I need to change my strategy so that I'm scoring points instead of building my deck? This is, I mean, it has the similar idea, but it's a definitely different feel in this game of, all right, I'm still doing things. I'm not building a deck. I'm just changing which cards I'm playing at which time and where I'm playing them based on how much of the game is left. And I really like that.
0: Yeah yeah I there's a there's like a there's a flow to it too that I like I feel like there's that tipping point where um, there's a time to be like grabbing your opponent's cards to put them in not uh, ideal places and then there's a time to switch over to try to be putting your cards in ideal places at least at the games that I've played so far that's sort of that's manifested itself um, for strategies but it does feel like there's more more strategies to discover as the game flows and um uh and yeah I don't know it just it, I there's so much to this game, and I I, I love the theme. <laughs> I just think it's so silly <laughs> that it is just standing in front of elevators. Um, oh, that's just so great. It's just so silly. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, this is this is a this is a winner. It feels so fresh too. It 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 feels like nothing exactly that I've played, but enough familiarity of things, of course, that it it's easy to just jump into and 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 yeah. pick up pretty quickly. Um, You may not do as well against people who have played this a bunch, but, um, but still, I think you'll get it pretty quick. Now I did have something I wanted to ask you when we when we played
1: this before it was your first time playing we played two games and something mm-hmm. that was happening during the game which I'd never done in my many plays with my wife was we started to get in sort of a card county type vibe where it was like mm. okay I know we have this much left and so <laughs> I can kind of, I know exactly what cards are left cuz I know that color and that color and that color so he could all right, it might he's either got the grandfather of the boy and he plays the boy and so you're like thinking like two or three or four steps out, which kind of slowed the game down for us in our games. Um, since then, uh, have you still been card counting or are you just kind of playing a little bit more casually? And also are, have, if you
0: are still card counting, have you tried card counting in a four player game? <laughs> I haven't I haven't played a four player yet um I you know I haven't because mainly i was I've been introducing it to people so I introduced it to Shelly and then I introduced it to another friend of ours um Shelly and I have played a few times and I would say I count cards a little more aggressively each time we play. <laughs> I try not to though, because this is does have a lighthearted feel, and you can really play it in a way that ah, it's just it's just a fun game. Then you can play it really seriously, where you're counting cards. But I do agree, especially in that one game where I was I was desperate to find a strategy <laughs> because I wasn't doing well, and so I'm like, okay, I got to figure out what's happening here, and so I, I ended up just sort of defaulting to uh, really tracking the cards. Um, you can't help but do it, especially towards the late game. You're going to be kind of paying attention to, okay, I know there's three grandpas that went off to uh, by themselves. I have another one, and there's another one that's somewhere. So there's only one more out there. So there's no way – you know, you sort of automatically figure out, oh, there's no way that three will leave again. So the, the two that are out there are out there. They're going to have to be put somewhere. Who do they go in front of? So you do a little bit of this calculation, but I wouldn't say I'm, I – I I'm obsessive about it. I still try to keep the pacing going, um, at least for my turns. And I, I think Shelley does too. Um, and I, I think that's the most fun way to play for sure. So yeah. yes, I am counting, but not as aggressively. <laughs> I,
1: I mentioned that, uh, the first, after we played our games to my wife and she's like, Oh no, don't start doing that. Cause like she, <laughs> she enjoys the game as we play it. But if I tell her that, Oh yeah, now I'm card counting. She's going to be like, there's no way I'm going to win now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, stop it. Yeah, it's I, – I I can get that. Yeah, you can take this – you can be obsessed. This is a game you could be obsessive with if you wanted to uh, and, and hyper-focused on. But it, it does drastically drop the fun. And honestly, you're going to do enough of that a little bit to be able to still be competitive. It's not like right. you're going to be totally, oh, I don't know. i just play this card because whatever. <laughs> you know, um, you're going to – it's it is fairly easy to do the basic uh, uh, recognition of like okay well all the little girls are out there's there's, right. some, there's three that left and there's two on the board so all right they're not coming out so I do know that there's going to be no one to cut in front of a little boy uh, which means what if the little boy like the little boys can cut in front anyway so you do find you do find yourself going down these roads of of <laughs> sort of spinning your brain wheels uh, a little bit but I I don't think it takes it over and I think you can actively just not do that. Especially once you get a few playthroughs in, I think that diminishes because you just sort of get into the rhythm of the game and, and um, kind of uh, the flow of it. It has a really comfortable uh, groove that you can get into um, if you played it a few times. Uh, let's see who who would this be for and who would this not be for. What do you think? I mean, the highlights are
1: if. If you're looking for something that's just kind of out there, this is definitely a great game cuz this is not your usual game, but it still kind of has that kind of family appeal feel to it. It kind mm-hmm. of like it kind of exudes a little bit of like a more advanced like Uno type of a thing. It's got the colors, it's got the oh this jumps in front of that type of thing. I I could see families kind of getting into this uh, other than the fact that it's limited at at 4 max. But uh, it's 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 definitely different. It's something that you so you bring it out and people go, "What the heck? This is so <laughs> right. weird." And I think that's the the great thing about this is it works as a very simple, easy game. It's also got some depth to it, some some bite to it that you know it's just like oh yeah it's like a little bit like hearts where it's just like oh yeah you gotta know when to play the right thing at the right time to get the and and it just does it in this weird way so if you're looking for a game that isn't like any other game but also is kind of feels has the feel the the interestingness of some of those other games that you've played i think that's great if I think we also mentioned that if you know someone who's going to play the game that cannot help but literally dig into the to the game and go, all right, now I've planned this. I know this and I know <laughs> you have these in your hand and they're going to calculate out every single way to get. And I've known a couple of those people. Uh, I would suggest ne- never playing with those people. So if you know if you're that type of person, don't don't pl- don't bring this on anybody else. Don't don't play this game because that's just going right. to ruin the game, I think. Um other than that, I mean, I think it's really nice. Unless you're looking for something to play more than four people, I think this is going to be a good fit for most people. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think so too. It's 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 unique enough, and it's got uh, it just feels fresh. Like I said before, it just feels like something very unique, which is uh, rare to come across in uh, gaming a lot of times. And so definitely it's worth checking out. I think any gamer can respect this game and uh, nod of the cap to the designer um, and how good of a job, Sa- or what's what's his name again? Sa- Sashi, not Satoshi. Sashi. Um, great, great job. It does make me want to check out more of his games too. I'm really curious. They have another one where it's about recalling um, a vacation that you took and you have to yeah. recall it accurately and you get points based on, um, which memories you can confirm were right and which aren't. Anyway, it just looks very fascinating, just a very clever and creative approach to design and uh, even playing games. So uh, uh, someone to watch for sure uh, and check out their games. I mean, if their first game was like a solo game about brewing coffee or something like that, it's just oh, yeah, like, yeah. wow, kudos to you guys for starting with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the first game we're going to release, a very niche game for one person about coffee and it was like all right cool <laughs> so yeah keep an eye on uh, on that team um yeah who it's not for just the same typical thing if there, if if um i don't know i mean you don't like elevators japanese people or lost children uh, you know avoid <laughs> avoid this one i guess if you have weird prejudices <laughs> other than that it's pretty broadly applicable to everybody would your mom like this game uh i would say definitely not <laughs> i think I think your mom would probably be interested if she was watching this game being played, but I just don't – I mean, okay, I don't think she would like this game, but I also could see her getting kind of a kick out of the fact that the family is cutting in front of each other. Like, I think she would think that was funny. (laughs) Like, the little girl is shoving her way in front of the little boy. The little boy is shoving his way in front of his mom. Uh, The grandpa is shoving his way in front of the little girl. I I think that would – she'd get a kick out of that. I just don't think the gameplay is uh, something that she'd – she'd uh, really get gaga over
1: you know i i don't i honestly don't this one has a very wide berth of what she may or may not like about it. there are definitely things in here that i could see her getting totally into Uh, right i think the only thing that might be catching me is this might be a bit a bit too much i know when i've played it with some other people they would occasionally confuse even though i think the references are 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 dead on perfect with with how they show how things work. Uh, occasionally, they put the wrong thing in front of the wrong. They they take the references meaning but the backwards. So instead of putting the grandfather in front of the little girl, they'd put the little girl in front of the grandfather, or they 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 didn't get it. And I think that understanding the the techniques in there, my mom might not like, but I think. Everything else about this game, she would really enjoy the, you know, oh, I've got everything in right position. Don't you screw me up. Or, oh, I'm going to yeah. throw that in. I'm going to mess everything up. And she would just, just – it would be the loudest thing in the entire thing going on. <laughs> it's just her just going, no, how dare you? And it's just <laughs> like those are the games where she can really get into it. And I, 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 this game is something I could totally see her getting into. So I'm going to put this – As a maybe, that might just be wishful thinking on my part, Uh, Mm -hmm. but I I think there might be something in here that she could really get into as long as she could get past those few little hiccups i think it's not that difficult to understand but i think i think she might have a little bit of difficulty with strategy but if she's playing with enough people that are you know not heavily like oh i need to plan this out and do that if we can get a like a nice relaxing game of this i think she would actually enjoy this one so i'm Hmm. i'm gonna leave it at a maybe and (laughs) I, I hope so. this is one of the games I think I might bring because I'm planning to go see my, my parents in the summer. I think this might be one of the ones where I'm gonna like, let's see. Let's let's just try this one. This could fail miserably. Right. But I'm let's I'm this hoping goes. this one works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited to hear how it goes. I could see that like I would think this would be fun to play with your parents. Like, um, Uh, I I could see them getting into it (laughs) because there is a silliness to it and some solid gameplay at the same time. So let me know how it goes. Let us all know how it goes. (laughs) I'm sure I'll have – I'm sure we could probably have one episode
1: where I just run down all the games I played with my mom. Uh, (laughs) There you go. And then just compare it to what I predicted.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was wrong here. Uh, (laughs) There was more shouting than I expected here. (laughs) I nearly lost an eye on this one. <laughs> that was just like a greeting. I just said hello. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> but uh yeah. Um yeah, this is a great one. Definitely check this one out. It's 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 unique, it's fresh, it's fun, it's quick, it's very inviting to new players. They'd get a kick out of it. Even I think this is one that's um like close, close enough to like the intro game category, where it's simple enough where new players can, even without experience of gaming, could probably get a sense of this and and get into it pretty quickly. Um, and it plays quick enough where if you are new to it, you probably want to play again and be like, oh, okay, let me try that again. I, I like that was that was interesting, and uh, uh, you know, kind of keep keep taking crack or take another crack at it or so. Um, so yeah, that is in front of elevators, everybody. Hey, I got a question for you. Yes? How much space on the table does this take up, and how does it play taking Hey, up? I totally <laughs> missed everything. That's important, <laughs> and kind of the crux point of our show. <laughs> okay. Wow, I just totally glossed over that. I'm just ready to I, I had it in the back of my head for a while. I'm just like, no, okay. we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it. Nope, he's ending the show. Um, all right, yeah, let's talk about that, because that's important. All right, what's this going to look like on the table? Should you take it out in person? Uh, it's going to be uh, pretty straightforward. I mean, you could probably guess what the layout is just by us talking about it. There are three elevators on the table, and those are going to have a pile. Each one of those elevators has a pile of three cards. Each round, the elevator is going to change. One of the cards is going to remove, remo- so the bottom, lower card is going to be exposed. So you can see the point allocation changes for each round uh, for each elevator. In front of those elevators or to one side of those elevators is going to be a growing line of people. You are playing cards to one of the three elevators and they are going to at the end of the line or they're going to cut in front of somebody or in case of the lost child, they're going to pull somebody back to them. Uh, In front of you, you will have, oh, I'm sorry, one more thing out there. The other thing, there are going to be three draw piles um, in front, or next on the other side of each of the elevator cards. They're going to be roughly evenly split, uh, but you can draw from each one, so it doesn't really matter, but that's just to make it easier, roughly even split those based on the remaining cards left over after everyone gets their hand. Speaking of your hand, in front of you or in your hand, you're going to have two cards. This takes up your entire hand for the game. You're going to play a card, and then you're going to always draw up a card if you can. Uh, Besides that, in front of you are going to be your collection of um, sets. So if you ever lay the third grandpa down in a line, then all those grandpas are going away, and you get to keep that set to score it for a point at the end of the round. And that is pretty much it. It's a game that doesn't take up a lot of space. Um, there is a scoring sheet, of course, that you can use. You can also just use your phone. Um, I found the scoring sheet just very confusing to figure out exactly how they wanted me to <laughs> annotate it down <laughs> quickly. I did it, like, several times before. I was like, oh, oh, I see what they're trying to get me to do. Because it has one, two, and three, but it doesn't necessarily reference the elevators. It more references the rounds And anyway, I think they could have done the scoring sheet a lot better, to be honest. Um, It's one of those ones (laughs) where you can just just it's a minor complaint but it's one of those ones where you can just use a sheet of paper if you want to or anything you have handy to I can score see how you in. might be confused by that. Now that I look at it, I'm just like what do you
1: confuse I'm like oh yeah I get yeah. that. I, I guess I can see how it
0: At you're first confused blush cuz it says name at the top like the it's a labeling that's weird. Like that says name at the top so the first thing I did is fill out my name. <laughs> and then I was like wait how did it want me to record that? Anyway, it's probably stupid but I was very confused by it at the fir- at first. Um the uh, anyway, so this is a game that can be pretty much kind of um, it can't be just put anywhere. People do have to have the ability to add to each elevator line. Um, so I, I guess it could pass the pizza test. You could you could have it going to the side of the pizza, but it it does work easier if everyone can reach it as opposed to handing your card to someone to put it down. Um, so it's ideal if it's in the middle of the table with. Uh, uh, within reach of everybody however that being said I think it is very easy to eat your own individual meal in front of you or have a drink while playing this game and I think the vibe of this game really goes along with kind of having a snack and just being out in public with some friends and it's a silly game Um, so the vibe really goes well to taking out uh, the, old, the only other thing that I guess is out on the table, there are some reference cards, which we actually don't use anymore. After the first playthrough, you really don't need them. And on each of the family member cards, it tells you who they cut in front of. So after a few playthroughs, you probably put those aside. But but anyway, um, yeah, that's it. Just a growing rows of cards um, that are going to be growing and shrinking in three Uh, three rows and uh, your little hand and maybe your set collection which could be tucked wherever you need it to go so pretty high marks i'd say uh the other thing too is of course it all comes in a small little box that easily throws into uh, or fits into a purse or bag uh you could probably get this in your pocket (laughs) i would think oh yeah like a like a back pocket for sure or even uh you know a front pocket so it's very totable Uh, Or just just in a a pocket in cargo shorts. You should always wear cargo shorts. There you go. Yes, of (laughs) course. Always be wearing cargo shorts is the motto of this podcast. (laughs) But uh, easily, easily fits in most pockets. So, yeah, really high marks for taking out, just the feasibility of taking out, and the fact that it's so totable. It comes in the perfectly sized box. It has no wiggle room and extra space, as it shouldn't, and so... Kudos to them for not being stupid with the box size. For whatever reason, game companies are stupid with the box size. These guys did not do that. Okay, there we go. That's covered. I we did include that. <laughs> thank you for the reminder <laughs> keeping us on track. Um, thank you guys all for listening. I don't have a catchphrase today. It's been kind of a crazy week. I say, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. I will be on track soon. But until then, you can reach out to us and suggest catchphrases. There you go. Uh, and a couple different ways. Uh, first is uh, Twitter and Instagram at chits and chat you can also go to our podcast hosting page eavesdrop.com scroll down to the chits and chat page and fill out our comment form there that's one way to get hold of us we'd love to hear from you other than that thank you all for listening and we will catch you all on the next episode bye